What's up, you guys, and welcome to season two of The Buzz, a podcast for students by students where we value your participation. I'm your host, Jessica. And I am your co-host, Nate, back and better than ever. Period. I can't believe we've done a whole season already. That's insane. Oh, my gosh. And now we're on to season two. Mm -hmm. Wow. Today, we'll be talking to CISA's new dean, Joanna Grabsky. Grabsky was formerly the director of School of Art and the professor of art history before taking over for Dwayne Rowan. We'll be talking to her today about multiple things, such as her new position, how she got the job, what she's excited for, and what the future holds for the College of Integrative Sciences and Arts. How are you today, Joanna? Hi, I'm good. Good morning, everyone. We are super glad to have you on today, especially as you are, I believe, the first um episode or the first person to be on in season two of the buzz so great way to start us off that's exciting thank you thank you for making me feel at home in my new job i appreciate it we're so excited to have you as our new dean we've heard so many amazing things we can't wait for you to get started thank you and likewise yeah and uh so yeah our questions today are just gonna kind of be about well first off like the process of how you became dean but also just kind of we're gonna take a look at what your plans are and what the future holds for CISA. But um, with that being said, without further ado, let's get into the questions. So just to start off, uh, I was I was actually really curious about this. Could you kind of walk us through the process of how you became interested in the position of Dean uh, or how like other people became in- interested in you for the job of Dean? Absolutely. So the process was quite long. I saw the announcement on email about the open position and it was forwarded to I think leadership and to faculty from the uh, provost at the time who was Mark Searle. I saw the announcement and I did some research on CISA. I was really intrigued. A couple of things that I found super interesting were the integrative and the interdisciplinary features. Those are two aspects that really stood out to me right away. I think this is because I worked in a liberal arts college in the Midwest for 17 years before coming to ASU. And I got here in 2017, uh, where I started at the School of Art. So the experience at the liberal arts college typically has many pluses for both students and for faculty. Some of the big themes are experiential learning, high uh, student mentoring, a lot of value on community, And I think this was especially was intriguing for me at Poly because I was on Tempe campus at the time. Uh, There's a lot of room to build community and to build networks and to really get to know each other well at the Polytechnic campus because of the size. So the the integrative approach was also really striking to me. The ability to integrate between sciences and arts as well as among other colleges at ASU, then also into the community and into the workforce. Super interesting. Um, I'm really committed to not just student success at sort of in the learning environment, but also student success when they become alumni and they go into the world of work. So I want them to have their credentials, but I also want them to have great lives when they go out, um, lives where they can take care of their families and continue learning and get a paycheck and love what they do. So those were, I think, things that really stood out to me. So after doing that basic research, I polished up my, uh, my resume and I wrote a four-page letter of interest, which detailed why I wanted a job and what about me I thought uh, would be interesting for you all. So I did that. I talked about different accomplishments at both the School of Art and in the, and in the liberal arts environment. I'm pretty sure I sent that in in December of last year. And then I remember at some point in the spring, I had a day of interviews. 
And uh, it was a pretty intense day. We met with uh, faculty, students, various leaders, staff, just it seemed like a, you know, interviews back to back. It was really exciting. And I remember thinking that everybody I met seemed really great. Um, it seemed smart and thoughtful and creative and engaging and diplomatic. And I also felt like they seemed growth oriented, like they wanted to move in new directions. And so as somebody coming from the creative disciplines, that was really, really exciting to me. So I thought it would be a great fit and I could bring something really special to it. That's awesome. That's Wow, I'm even more excited to have you as our dean now after hearing that. Thanks. I could tell you, um, too, that it felt like months and months went by <laughs> until um, I heard more about the process. So I remember getting the offer. And when I got the offer, I, I just said yes. Like that. I didn't even have to even think about it. I was so excited that I accepted immediately. And I remember that we went out with my family and we went out for sushi uh, to celebrate. We have a favorite Japanese place where they have great sushi and amazing spicy ramen noodles. And so we went there to celebrate and uh, I was just really happy and I'm still really happy about it. Oh, awesome. That's so sweet. I love sushi is literally my favorite food. So just awesome. out of curiosity, what's the name of that sushi place? So it's called Oban Sushi and there are two two kind of close to my house. Um, and I think there's another one in maybe, maybe a little bit farther south in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I just, I was curious because I, I also know a really good sushi, sushi place and I just didn't know if it was the same one. Wait, so what's your favorite sushi? Uh, my favorite sushi place, it is in Chandler, like literally like less than a block from my house. It's, it's a great location, but it's called uh, Shimogamo. And it's like a kind of a small like little sushi bar kind of place that is excellent. As for like my favorite sushi roll, I, I can't decide. The ramen at this place called Oban is amazing. And they put on, they put in something called a spice bomb and it goes into the soup. And it's really got the best kind of most complex flavor of any ramen I've ever had. Ooh. Would you say that's your favorite? I think it's my favorite. I usually, I love rolls too, sushi rolls, but I always get the same thing. I'm not very adventuresome. Um, so I usually stick with like salmon or tuna. I like spicy rolls, California roll. I don't do much by way of eel or octopus, but when I really want comfort food, that bowl of spicy ramen is amazing. See, I'm the complete opposite. I try to stay away from the spicy rolls and I always get my dragon roll, which has, it's like, has eel on top and like that weird savory sauce and like oh it's now I'm, I'm gonna get sushi today I made the decision um going back to our questions uh Joanna what part of your new position are you most excited for well thank you for the question I'm really excited to work with new people and to build a team also I think the you know being new is actually really exciting um, because I'm learning something new every day and I'm meeting new people um, and we're going to have a new group of students coming in very, very soon. So that's probably the most exciting thing this week. In general, though, I think the ability to build new programs and to really think like an artist, to think like a designer, and to build something that we don't see yet, right? And use your imagination and build outwards is, is absolutely thrilling. So that's probably the most exciting part of the job for me, learning new things every day, um, getting to know people and thinking about how we can compose a team each of with each person having their own role and contributing to a larger situation. So I love doing that kind of work, the team building, 
and um, yeah, advancing a shared vision. I think the other uh, things that are super exciting to me are that I can build on the current strengths that CISA has. So some of the strengths that are outstanding are student success. Um, CISA is an absolute hub for experiential learning. We have a huge percentage of students who do internships, who learn in the field, who work in labs with their advisors and their mentors. Um, there's, there's just a lot going on in terms of the way that we kind of learn in the classroom and learn outside of the classroom. So we have the opportunities to do that. And I think that's really exciting. Um, I also love the idea that we, in, at least in Poly, that we're in a place now where the surrounding area is absolutely um, going to development is sparking. There's huge growth. That means there'll be a lot of opportunities for our students to expand how we engage with our community and to create more access, more inclusion, um, more excellence, and more innovation. Awesome. I love that approach. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, also, so kind of uh, kind of in the same vein and kind of like looking ahead, what are your biggest plans for CISA moving forward? That's a great question. So I've spent the last six weeks really trying to get to know people, listening and learning, observing. I started on July 1st and we are, well, as you know, we're just really going to embark on the fall semester. So I've spent this last period listening to people, getting to know them, meeting everybody, understanding how things work. Um, each college at ASU has some distinctions, as you know. So trying to understand what ours are and what our assets are, what are our opportunities for growth. Uh, we have so many remarkable things happening. Another really intriguing thing about CISA that other colleges don't have is that we have multiple ports of entry, right? So people can take classes on different campuses. They can come into, it's like coming into a house with a lot of different windows or doors, right? So it's just so much, so much, so many different ways to get into CISA. I think that's really, um, I think really says a lot about our commitment to inclusion and access. So I find that really powerful too. Uh, in terms of other plans moving forward, as you asked, Nate, I have a couple of, I think, big things in mind I'd like to see. I'd like to create a lot more visibility for our really incredible programs and people. We have the Office for Veteran and Military Academic Engagement in CESA. ASU, as you might know, has a significant commitment to veterans and military. So I'm thrilled we get to work on that together. I'm working on that with one of our um, colleagues, whose name is Manuel Aviles Santiago. And we think we have some good ideas about how to advance that work, how to create more pathways forward for our vets and for our military. I'm also trying to find ways to and to optimize how we are branding and how we talk about degrees we have that are really successful and degrees that might be of interest to even more people. So I'm thinking about our pre-veterinary degree, which is um, just huge and exciting. We have an um, online degree launching this fall. We have an in-person degree in that. We have uh, programs in sustainable horticulture and indoor farming, which I think are gonna lead the way for us to think differently about how we grow food. Uh, we have programs in ecology and natural resource management, which is huge when you think about where we live in the desert. We have a top ranked program in counseling and counseling psychology, programs in uh, organizational leadership, technical communication, program management. These degrees too can take students into any industry, right? Because they have transferable skills. So imagine you're a student who might wanna go into the engineering industry or business 
or healthcare, but you don't want to be a doctor, a nurse, or an engineer, or I don't know, what would be a consultant. So you're actually able then to track your way, students are able to track their way into industry using these degrees. And I think that says a lot about how we are going to be involved in economic transformation and in success for our students. And if students want to connect with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you or your office? The best way to get in touch with me is probably through email, but to bear in mind that um, the volumes of email are really high. And so I might not be able to get back to everybody in real time. I um, might recommend actually getting in touch with my assistant probably as the first way of getting on a calendar if there's something that people need to talk about. There's something else I wanted to mention about CISA that I think is very distinctive in regard to all the colleges at ASU. CISA strikes me very much as a place where students have the freedom and the space to explore. And I find this to be really, uh, really important. And I think about it as a parent as well. I have a daughter who's going to be college age in a couple months. And I think about the need for all of these young students to realize that um, everyone's good at something, right? And so it's gonna take some time to figure out what your skills are and what your gifts are, how to move your passions into reality and how to really make a difference in what you do. So I want for CISA to be a place where people feel like they have the space to explore and to discover. And if something doesn't work and it fails, actually, is to go ahead and try again and try differently, and that's okay. It's one thing I love about CISA too. Definitely important for a lot of people to hear. Um, and you mentioned your daughter who's just about college age. Uh, will she be going to ASU? Will she be going to CISA? So I'm trying to talk her into it, but I don't think she wants to go where her mom works. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's still, well, she'll be a senior. She just started her senior year, I guess a week and a half ago. And she's in public school here. And she will start looking, you know, really looking, digging into possibilities for college this month and next month. But I hope ASU will be on her radar screen. She has a different last name from me, so she actually won't be, nobody will know who she is. I keep telling her that. <laughs> She could be anonymous. That's true. That's true. That's very true. I remember that was like the most exciting thing about my senior year is like looking into college and new opportunities and deciding what I want to study and everything. Oh, and I feel like as a parent, that's also really exciting to see your child like growing up and becoming their own. It's pretty amazing. It's um, it's really my my favorite thing is, is that I get to be a parent and and a dean. Jess, can I ask you what you studied and what your degree was in Nate YouTube? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm starting my senior year next week here at ASU. Um, I am majoring in health sciences with a focus in integrated care, along with a certificate from CISA in Spanish for the professions. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. It sounds like a great combination of uh, really distinctive credentials and experiences. I've loved it so far. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I am currently going to, uh, or I'm currently about to enter my senior year at uh, the Cronkite School. My, I'm getting a bachelor's in journalism and mass communication, and I am getting a minor in film and media production from the Herberger School. That's excellent. That was my, my former college. Good for you. I don't know if you mentioned this to you, but I, um, I actually produced and directed a documentary film about a market in West Africa 
in Senegal, country of Senegal, city of Dakar. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Do you that. want to? I've been, um, I've been, I think, helping on some edits for that for, um, I think, the for your commencement or for for some events. I'm not sure which, but I have, I have, I have watched that. Oh, that's so fun. Good. Have you actually done any production work uh, independently for your own, you know, your own creative vision? Independent of um, of the university? No, I have not. Nothing, nothing like important or or notable, you know, besides like stuff in high school. That's um, well, you got your whole, you know, your whole path ahead to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's neat that you have these opportunities. And again, you're being both of you are really being integrative, right? So that's pretty neat. Thank you. So Joanna, I just wanted to ask you uh, one last thing before we head into our break. I'm kind of feeding off of what you just said um, about the documentary you produced. I just wanted to ask you, uh, how do you think your background in kind of production and filmmaking and in art history um, will shape your work as the Dean of CISA? That's a great question, Nate. Thank you for asking. I think my background in art history and filmmaking will become useful in CISA in a couple of big ways. One will be a commitment to storytelling and to really making visible the beautiful work that our faculty and our staff and our students are doing um, in a much more focused way for marketing and branding in CISA. I think another skill um, I bring is the work I did in Africa with artists relied on ethnography as a method and ethnography entails a lot of listening. And so I do a lot of listening to people and I've learned to listen to various versions of stories and put together a triangulated version. So I have a good sense of um, what the common thread is in different narratives. And I think the third thing that that background will bring is a commitment to exploring ways that we can optimize the A in CISA. So how can we create more integrated programs with Herberger, for instance, a couple of opportunities I can foresee would be with fashion or animation. I see some room to explore pathways for students who maybe don't want to be fashion designers per se, but want to work in the fashion industry and to create an applied track for them. I can also imagine students who want to work in animation, right, in that production industries, but who don't want to be coders, right, or makers, but there's a lot of room to be involved in project management, technical communication, and other dimensions of that so they can still have a foot in that industry and still do what they love, but not do the actual making work that comes with being in the arts. So I see a lot of room for CISA to be more involved in the integration with the arts. Awesome, I can't wait. I know, I can't wait to see what becomes of CISA under your reign. She's like uh, a monarch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so not a single authority figure, so. Awesome. Well, uh, with that being said, I think we are going to go into a quick break, but we'll be right back. So please don't go away. Joanna will return. Welcome back to The Buzz, everybody. Joanna is still with us. She's going to be joining us for our second segment, which as all of our listeners know, it's where we get to know each other on a really deep level. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> Joanna, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Do you have any passions or interests besides education that you wanna share? 
Sure. Thank you for uh, the question. And thank you for suggesting that I have more dimensions to me than just being a dean. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I'm a mom and I love being a mom. I have an amazing child who is turning 18 in exactly a month and a week. And she's finishing her senior year. Actually, she just started her senior year, I should say. She's finishing high school this year and going into college. I also have an amazing dog. And it probably sounds crazy, but I think my dog is amazing, but I really believe he is. Um, he's a cute little guy. Um, his name is Leo, and he has a really interesting story. We brought him back from West Africa with us. So he actually has a little like doggy passport, and he has a really interesting story. And when he was little, he understood some commands in Wolof, which is the language they speak in Senegal and in French. And so he's a very like kind of a funny dog. And this particular breed, the breed is called a Caton de Tulière. And the breed is considered to be one of the clown dogs of, of the dog world. So they're really funny. So like he does funny things. He's very amusing, um, which is really good when I need some levity. So he keeps me, yeah, he keeps me laughing. And he's a really sweet little guy. And I'm a huge dog lover. Uh, one of the things that I also thought was really awesome about CISA is we have this great pre-veterinary program. And so in so many ways, I know that we had a lot of pandemic pups, right? People getting dogs during the pandemic. And so I'm super happy we can do something to create a pathway for students to become involved in that industry. Yeah. I have a dog of my own. Um, I've talked about him a lot on this podcast. He's literally like my child. So I understand what you mean when you say that your dog is amazing. <laughs> my, awesome. I have a two, I have a two-year-old golden retriever. His name is Bear, literally like my baby. Bear. So spoiled. Aww. That's a I great name. Goldens are so beautiful. Nate, do you have a, a dog too? Yes, yes, I do. Um, my my family has a. I don't really know how to describe her because she. I mean, she's <laughs> a bunch of different breeds. But um, she is part husky, part um, a bunch of other stuff. But um, her name is Sierra, and she is she's a great dog. She's getting up there in years, but um, so yeah, so she so she just kind of lounges around the house now. But she's a great dog. Cute, That's sweet. Yeah, dogs are amazing. They're so. There's so much research actually that people who have dogs are healthier. I don't know if you've ever heard of this that they have like lower rates of depression and anxiety. Um, and even like physical disorders and illnesses. So somehow being in a state of happiness with animals is supposed to be just plain old good for you, good for us. That makes total sense, yeah. And at Phoenix Children's, they actually use um, pet therapy and they have all these little dogs. Oh my God, my favorite little thing is that they have like a wall of fame with all the dogs' headshots, but there's so many and you see them walking around the hospital all the time. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. We always joke with our dog that he should become a greeter at Home Depot. You know, they have people at Home Depot who <laughs> greet everyone entering because my dog loves greeting people. And I think he'd be That's great so at that. And I think he should get a job. That's so cute. <laughs> So on our podcast, we do a segment that's called Sip With Us, where we like to plug our drinks, our favorite coffees, our favorite coffee shops, or it doesn't have to be coffee specific either. Um, but is there anything you'd like to introduce us to or share with us? Well, I don't know that there's anything that you don't already know about, though, because I think all of you are much more um, probably active and going to coffee shops than I am. My schedule makes it so free time is pretty rare. So I sadly find myself mostly going to the drive through <laughs> at Starbucks or Blackrock. Um, I like press coffee too. 
I generally have a pretty steady infusion of caffeine happening throughout the day. And um, sort of an interesting thing is I recently signed up for a subscription to a coffee, a fair trade coffee company that curates selections from around the world. And this was really interesting. So you basically pay a monthly fee. They send a new bag of coffee that they roast like just before they send it. And the idea is that you'll say, well, I like coffee with this, you know, flavor or this set of, you know, inflections, right? Like dark cherry or chocolate, whatever it might be. And they um, go through their database and they get it for you and they roast it and they send it. And that's pretty neat. So I always get kind of excited when that package comes. <laughs> and I go outside and I get it and I open it and it smells great. Um, I have every possible coffee making gadget. You'd be, I don't know, maybe, maybe intrigued or surprised if you saw the number of coffee related things in my kitchen. I have like different sized French presses. I have a couple different stovetop espresso makers. Have, like I'm really into pour overs. Like this morning I've had two pour over coffees that I really like. I have a bunch of different kinds of milk frothers. I just bought a Keurig for my office, which is maybe the least interesting thing of all. Um, I do have a place I really like that has iced tea that's pretty special. So there's an Ethiopian restaurant in Tempe called Cafe Lalabella. I don't know if you know it. Really interesting, beautiful food, Ethiopian food. Uh, the, one of the basis kind of focal points of Ethiopian food is injera bread. And so you eat this really spongy, beautiful bread with um, different meats and vegetables. And the tea that they serve is boiled with cinnamon, cloves, and cardamom. And it's really spicy and, and just really fragrant. It's just delicious. That sounds delicious. I'm going to have to go check that place out next time I'm in Tempe. Mm -hmm. I've had Ethiopian food like once a long time ago and I remember it being very good but I haven't had it since. Yeah I highly recommend this place. We um, I don't know if I shared this with you but my research is based in Africa so I've done as an art historian I work with artists and uh, kind of art art figures um, in Senegal and Congo and Niger and we got when I've been there I've always enjoyed the food that I've had and so I would love to discover more African restaurants. I think that Ethiopian is probably the big focus that they have here in Phoenix, but it would be really cool to have some other possibilities. That would be cool. Sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I think that like Phoenix isn't like the city you think of when you think of kind of like food that, um, or like different kind of um, ethnic food, you know? I feel like Mexican food is like the main food that, you, that you'd associate with Phoenix, but I've been to a ton of like really great like Ethiopian food, um, like Korean food, other, other, um, other countries food. And I think that like a lot of people um, don't really understand like really how much like Phoenix has to offer in that regard. I think Phoenix has great restaurants. Absolutely amazing Mexican food. There's some great Korean places too, for sure. Uh, what do you like? Can you recommend some places to me around Polly? Around Polly, I'm not sure. Um, but I have fallen in love with the coffee shop here downtown. If you're ever on the downtown campus, they just opened up a couple of months ago, if may maybe not even that long ago. Um, it's called Kavi Coffee. It's on Roosevelt and maybe I believe Third Street. Oh my gosh, the coffee is so good. It's a coffee, restaurant, office space, and a bar. Um, they have a mix of a lot of little different things, uh, but the food is really good. The coffee is amazing. Um, and it's such a really cute coffee shop. It's a two level coffee shop. Um, 
So if you're ever downtown or if any of our listeners are ever downtown, Coffee Coffee is a place to be at. Yeah, there are so many like fancy coffee shops downtown. It's insane. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, no, no, it looks awesome. Like in, in the apartment that I'm moving into this year, I think there are like two different like coffee shops like in the ground floor, mm-hmm. something. So yeah, no, I definitely need to branch out because right now my like coffee experience kind of begins and ends with Starbucks, so. See, I was like that too until... I started using my lunch breaks to go to different coffee shops and now I've hit all the coffee shops that are near campus and I can just, uh, it's amazing having that selection, you know? I love it. No wonder you both seem so alert this morning. <laughs> I actually have not had coffee this morning. I'm just And I am on my second cup. So. <laughs> I'm on my, this is actually my fourth and it's a giant mug that I'm holding here. Awesome. That's amazing. I can't imagine drinking four cups of coffee before 10 (laughs) a.m. That sounds like a lot. It's mandatory for the dean job. Oh, okay. It's a requirement. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you have a 12-hour (laughs) workday. That's true. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Joanna. We're so excited to have you. And we're so excited to see what you bring to CISA. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be with you all. Thanks for this great conversation. It was so much fun to chat with you and to get to know both of you, Jess and Nate. And I'm so excited for you and your next steps. So thanks for all that you've put into this podcast and thanks for this great time together. I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hopefully that can happen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to learn more about you and it was great for, I think, a lot of uh, CISA students to learn more about you. Um, But before we wrap up, um, I just wanna say, uh, this won't be the last uh, podcast episode that I'll be appearing on, but it is the last one that I am recording. So I will be saying goodbye uh, next time, but I just wanted to say goodbye now and say thank you to everybody who has listened and to everybody who has been on the podcast with me, Jessica, Josh, Natalie, and Paul, who aren't here right now, but it's been, a, it's been a great time. Nay, you're going to start the waterworks. Don't start. Don't start with the goodbye. Okay, okay. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. We're done. We're done. We're done. But again, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Dean Grabsky. And we look forward to seeing what you do with CISA. We're sure it's going to be yes. But um, anyways, uh, make sure to everyone listening to join us next week as we meet with Dr. Heather Bateman to talk about the totally awesome burrowing owl habitat that is going on um, at the Polytechnic campus. And I think that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you to everyone who joined us. And like Nathan said, join us next week on our next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. The Buzz Podcast is brought to you by the ASU College of Integrative Sciences and Arts and by students like you.